421 DWS News Hour. Scott Beatty with you and pleased to have with us Tracy Parsons, Community Relations Manager from the City of Champaign, who joins us once again here on the program. Good to see you. Scott, it's good to see you as well. Thanks for having me as your guest. Well, we appreciate it very much. Um, <laughs> we don't have a ton of time, and uh, as always, you deal with a lot of um, big topics and big themes in our community. Yes. So I don't know how to dive in in a short amount of time, but I did want to uh, just ask, you know, in some ways, how are things? We, You and I last visited uh, last summer, not too long after the killing of George Floyd and the protests that went on here and the uh, demonstrations, peaceful ones, by and large, that happened here. Uh, but now, I, maybe it's because it's cold and we're just not all outside very much and, and we've had an election and we've got the pandemic, we've got other things going on. My fear is that that becomes something in the rearview mirror, and I don't think that's actually reality uh, in terms of, of where people need to be. So I guess that's my question is where are we, and, and is it staying front of mind? Well, absolutely. You know, uh, I've been doing community work for over 25 years, not to age myself there, but uh, <laughs> there has not been a time when you have as many pandemics as we have right now. So when I say many in multiple p- pandemics, so we know of the health pandemic with coronavirus. We have police reform. We have race relations. We have virtual learning. We have the national political scene. We don't have normally all of these issues hitting at one time. Usually it's one at a time where you can put your focus on one. But the fact that all of these uh, really important, critical issues to the health and vibrancy of a community taking place at one time. So I've last year, 2020, was by far the most intense, stressful work period and process that I've experienced. Each day we had any number of the social issues forefront mm-hmm. on the discussion, uh, the issues we were addressing as a city and as a community. And so um, it has not slowed down in 21. <laughs> And so um, it remains a very important time. And the reason I say that it's important is, you know, race issues have been with us for a really long time. For the first time, I believe we really are in position to address these issues um, and make change, the necessary change that's needed to address education, health, race, police, mm-hmm. uh, economic issues, all at the same time. I remember you saying that last summer that you felt like maybe this time is different and i'm guessing you've felt burned before and folks in the african-american community have felt burned before whenever something good has come around then it's felt like maybe a step forward two steps back but it still feels like nope this time there is more progress here i believe so right and that doesn't mean that it's easy right no these are long-term historic systemic structural issues that don't change overnight and you have to be able to disrupt the way business is done, conducted, and measured, and people are held accountable. And so in a time like this where you have everything really being evaluated and looked at and assessed, uh, it's really a critical time. I believe as a community, we, we address these issues differently than most communities. Most communities, people draw their lines in the sand and say, I'm over here and I'm over here. Uh, but in our community, we're addressing them. Uh, I'm really proud of our police and law enforcement organizations that are really looking at these issues historically, 
the mistrust issues on both sides between police and black communities are real issues. They're not created. <laughs> and so there's long-term historical uh, activities that have created the culture and the climate we're trying to address right now. Again, I'm in conversations weekly now about race and understanding its impact on all of these issues uh, in a new and different way. So you're right, we can't allow this opportunity to pass without substantive change. And uh, it really, I don't know if you have a chance to see very many city council meetings these days or school board meetings, but people are involved. People are expressing their opinions, their thoughts. They're holding our organizations, our systems, our governments, our schools accountable. And it's wonderful, right? I love it. It's tough as a city employee trying to address it and uh, help find the solutions. But the fact that our communities are involved really is a great thing for, for us. The next superintendent for Unit 4 School District will be a black woman. And that's not what makes her, per se, competent or you know skilled in school administration. Obviously, she brings a, a, a very robust resume. But still, that's very significant. I have to thank for this community. Well, we still have a number of first, mm-hmm. and what I mean. So she'll be the first African-American woman as a superintendent in Champaign Schools. Uh, I was not involved in the search, but I would have to believe that she comes with strong credentials for this role and position. Our education system needs a lot of work, mm-hmm. and we've got too much long-term history that shows that black and Latino kids are not achieving in our school systems the way that they are set up and structured. And so I hope that she brings some new strategic approaches to address this issue. We've just gone through a strategic plan in Champaign schools to look at how programs are implemented and evaluated. Equity is things is an issue that we talk about regularly now, whereas before, uh, we didn't hit the issue, I think, head on enough. We talked too much about all kids. I believe for us to really make a difference and address the race issues, we have to be intentional. So we have to say black kids are not achieving in the core curriculum classes. We have to say that behavioral issues and how they're uh, addressed, there's wide variety, disparate ways that these have been addressed historically. And they've created part of the problems that we have now. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited for her to get here. I've worked closely with all the superintendents that we had, and I believe we've chipped away at it, but we need to make substantial gains at this point. And so some new, fresh ideas can be good. What do you think of the proposal, at least in principle? I suppose there's a lot of logistics and things that could be sorted out, but a civilian police officer, I believe is the term that the city council is considering. This would be somebody who could uh, address relatively uh, low level, whether offenses, disturbances, what have you, sort of uh, maybe more your run of the mill, nonviolent type of things. Wouldn't be carrying a gun is, I think, what's being tossed around. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think we should be open to looking at different opportunities, different ways of addressing these issues. Uh, again, you know, part of what's coming out of this police reform conversations is looking at what roles police play. What types of calls do they go out on? What types of situations are they being placed in because police have been asked to do it all, right? And mm-hmm. so 
uh, to look at the roles that they play and how policing is done, looking at accountability uh, for police officers. I think this is a great opportunity for us to address some of these issues. I can go back in our community where there was absolute police resistance to any of these conversations that we're having now. So the fact that we're talking about them openly, honestly, and directly is wonderful for our community. Some progress has been made, it sounds like, and, and much to go, but we're in a different place yes. as a community. Yes. Um, what, it's Black History Month, you know, and, and I, I admit myself, I could sort of, I can engage or I can choose not to sort of as a, as a white man. You know, what would be maybe encouragement that you offer to somebody like me or, or that has that option and just as we go through Black History Month and is maybe you kind of think, well, Black Lives Matter and protests and all that. That was last year. That was 2020. But, you know, now we're into a new thing. You know, we can't forget about things. We have to stay on engaged, right? So absolutely. And so what I love about our conversations today is that it's not just about Black History Month. I love the fact that we celebrate and acknowledge during February but the contributions of African-Americans throughout our history in our community and across the country are significant. And it needs to be part of Main Street hi mm -hmm. mainstream history. It needs to be part of whatever all of us learn about so that it's not abnormal, mm -hmm. right? So that we don't say, oh, he's a unique person or she's a unique person of color. Well, we all bring a lot to the table. Yeah. And I think once we begin to understand our history with race, it allows us to address it so that that change that you're talking about, those issues don't become those issues over there. We all see them as ours. And it really is about how we make our community the best that it can be, the safest, the healthiest. Everyone who really wants to achieve and learn about what we have in this great world to offer um, has that opportunity. You know, we, we've been taking more and more students locally, students of color here in our community on campus to learn. We've got one of the premier universities in the world. People are flocking from all over the world to get here to come to the University of Illinois. We have kids two blocks away that have no idea what they have in their community. So we've got to change those ideas, expose our, all of our community members to what we have here and this does impact us all, Scott. So you, you may be able to, for an extended period of time, look away and say it's just over there, but at some point it all comes back on all of us. And so we all have an important role to play, um, and, and I believe we're a better community once we get that happening. And before I let you go, a piece of your own personal history that I just learned about today, and because the other half of my job is in the sports <laughs> world, I have to ask, you're a former Big Ten football player, is that I right? I am. It's been a number of years. <laughs> <laughs> you played at Northwestern. I did. And just before Pat Fitzgerald and uh, the Rose Many Bowl. years before Ma Pat Fitzgerald. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if you know the name Dennis Green. Yep. Uh, was famous football coach, and uh, I played for Dennis at Northwestern. Okay. And uh, we weren't very good at that time, not like Northwestern now, who's competitive and really in the mix of college football across the country. Uh, we weren't 
that good at that point. My senior year in high school, Illinois and Northwestern played to a 0-0 tie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the change that we've gone through. Uh, but yeah, that's that is part of my history. Well, I think that's neat. You probably do you mute your purple colors around here then? No, not at all. Yeah, all right. I, I, you know when Northwestern is playing down here, or just when they're they're playing, I get stopped all the time. I bet you're pleased with Northwestern. It's like yeah, it's nice to be able to think of and talk about Northwest Northwestern <laughs> athletics in terms of winning. You know, yeah. So, well, nice. I think that I think that's cool, uh, Ed. And a neat. I'd love to talk more about football. Maybe one yeah, day we'll do that yeah, on Sports yeah. Side or something. Can I get one thing out? Yeah, absolutely. So next Tuesday night, seven p.m. at the uh, Champaign City Council Chambers, we're going to be talking about our community gun violence. We're coming off of, unfortunately, a record year of shooting incidents in our community, over two hundred and fifty in the county last year. And I like to talk about the fact that as a community, we are responding. We're not just sitting back saying, oh, whoa, it's us. We've got a number of really progressive uh, activities and programs and things that we're doing in a collaborative way. All of what we do is in, in partnership with police, and so that's new and cutting edge. And so we're going to be talking about our year last year. We're going to be talking about where we're headed going forward next Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Champaign City Council Chambers. Uh, it's still virtual. But um, it'll be a great meeting, and it'll be very informative, I think, for our community members. That's, uh, I hope it is very fruitful. Yes. Because it was a very tough year, indeed. Absolutely. All right. Tracy Parsons, let's do it again. Anytime. All right. Tracy Parsons, Community Relations Manager from the City of Champaign. And we'll check our news in just a moment.